When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. We're all looking for ways to save, especially on medical bills. But where do you start? Unless you're a medical billing expert, finding savings can seem impossible. HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance and flags errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Saving starts with knowing where to look. Visit HealthLock.com today before you see another healthcare provider. Giving life should not equal a death sentence for black women. May 2021, the eve of Mother's Day weekend, the U.S. House Oversight and Reform Committee held a hearing on racism in Black maternal health care. Among the witnesses were the families of Black mothers who died giving birth. Congresswoman Cori Bush gave an impassioned speech recounting her own traumatic pregnancy experiences as a Black woman, asserting, Every day, Black women die because the system denies our humanity, and that her experience is unfortunately all too common. An article in September 2021's edition of the American Journal of Public Health references significant disparities in maternal mortality between white and black mothers recorded as far back as 1933, which is as long as national data has been available. The article goes on to state that new research facilitated by the Maryland Population Research Center out of the University of Maryland is now concluding that these disparities historically may be larger than previously reported with new findings documenting black women as five times more likely to die from pregnancy-related complications than white women. In October 2019, 30-year-old Shimani Gibson tragically died after being ignored by medical providers 13 days following the birth of her son. Two months later, filming began of Shimani's surviving mother, Shawnee Benton Gibson, and bereaved partner, Omari Maynard, as they begin to process what happened and figure out their new normal. In April 2020, 26-year-old Amber Rose Isaac died due to an emergency C-section that the family says stemmed from medical negligence. Within weeks of Amber's death, Omari connected with Amber's surviving partner, Bruce McIntyre, and a lifelong bond was formed. Together, Omari and Bruce began the fight for justice for their partners, with their families and community by their side, while caring for their children as newly single parents. Hoping to raise awareness about a U.S. epidemic, the maternal mortality rate among Black women Both men are sharing their stories in a new Hulu original documentary from Onyx Collective and ABC News entitled Aftershock. Here with us to discuss their newly released documentary and this important topic further, we have fathers and activists, Bruce McIntyre and Omari Maynard. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. So welcome to the show, you two. How are you doing? All is well, Ramses. I appreciate y'all having us on. Of course. It's a great day. First day of fall. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, let's get started. A lot of people want to know uh, a lot about the movie, of course, and what's going on with the two of you. So 
And we've obviously painted a bit of a picture um, in terms of, you know, your activism, you know, opening the show. But, you know, we'd like to know a little bit more about who we're talking to. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself, sort of your background, upbringing, where you're from, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So my name is Bruce McIntyre III. I am the partner to the late Amber Rose Isaac and the father to Elias uh, Isaac McIntyre. And uh, I founded the Save Rose Foundation after losing my partner, Amber. Uh, what we do at the Save Rose Foundation is we aim to combat, dismantle the systemic flaws within the medical system and redirect the course of birthing equity. We're currently in the path of operating a freestanding midwifery-led birthing center that we're trying to bring to the Bronx. Um, and in the meantime, we do have womb bus that is serving the underserved areas of the Bronx as well. Um, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a Brooklyn and Bronx native. I, I was switching back and forth between Brooklyn and Bronx. I spent a lot of my younger years in, in Brooklyn, but, um, you know, Bronx got my heart right now. Um, <laughs> you know, Omari, Omari be trying to play, play the Bronx. <laughs> mm. I'm ready. Don't worry. I'm ready. <laughs> well, let's hear it. What's going on? Omari. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm from Brooklyn. I'm a Brooklyn native. Grew up in Flatbush. I live in Bed-Stuy um, now. And um, only reason why I go to the Bronx is to see my dad and, and Bruce sometimes. Otherwise than that, you don't catch me out there. <laughs> um, but um, yo, today's my son's birthday, man. Today is my my youngest son's birthday, Kari. He's three years old today. You know, mm -hmm. so he's in school, living it up. He's at Prospect Park with his friends right now. Um, you know, just living life and enjoying air. And, um, you know, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm happy to be able to sit down with y'all and have this conversation and really um, have this conversation about maternal maternal health, um, sure. you know, from, from a father's perspective. I think it's super dope. Sure. You know, as a community, we forget sometimes if, if it's not in our face. Absolutely. Um, well, you know, there's lots of folks that obviously have seen the film and uh, obviously there's some folks who have yet to see it. And of course, in the film, there's an incredibly personal testimony that you both share. And so let's provide our listeners with a brief overview of the film Aftershock. And let's talk about your motivations to bring this film uh, to Hulu for the masses. Um, so, I mean, the film is, is, it's amazing because there's so many different layers to it. Mm -hmm. Um, the crux of it, of course, is shedding light on the maternal mortality and maternal morbidity issue in, in, in the United States and how we are, you know, one of the highest industrialized countries, but have the highest maternal mortality rates and, you know, in, in the world. And it, it all stems from the practices of, you know, the, the business of healthcare and then also practicing on our, you know, on our black, brown, um, BIPOC community. Sure. And, um, you know, so that's one part of it, but it also goes into understanding that there are silver linings when it comes to dealing with death and dealing with grief and low vibrational energy. If it wasn't for our partners being martyrs, Bruce and I would not have a brotherhood and the friendship that we have today and be doing the things to, you know, pass that on to other brothers in our community in the same way. Mm -hmm. You know, so um, that's just a small kind of tidbit of of how I feel about it. And of course, Bruce could, you know, add on to add on to that. But, um, you know, it's a special film. Yeah, it's a very special film and it's you know that uh it's a film that people need to be paying attention to especially if you are black and brown 
because, you know, there's clearly a uh, biased agenda that's been infiltrating our human and civil rights for a very long time. And it's, you know, really time to wake people up and, um, you know, show people the real, show people what's really going on in the healthcare system and in these systems and, you know, how the community can come together and, and help help each other. And um, ultimately, also, I want to, you know, we also want to destigmatize um you know this the you know what's what's placed on black and brown fathers you know where we're loving we're caring um we're supportive of one another and you know that's something that we really want to show the, the community which is something that i'm very proud that the film was able to capture was able to capture you know uh that that brotherhood and um the power of love and what brotherhood and coming together can do sure sure now you know you mentioned um you know, big business. And you mentioned how our black, brown and BIPOC people are suffering sort of at the hands of this, this system. But I want to paint that picture a little bit better for our listeners. So can you share just a little bit more about how systemic racism is driving the black maternal healthcare crisis and how it's affecting pregnancy outcomes? Yeah, most definitely. So when, when we really look at the, the healthcare system in terms of of, of birth one, you know, and when you go to a hospital, you tend to go to hospitals for, for surgeries and things of that nature. Right. So right. When, when you step into these buildings, um, the, you know, when hospitals originally came around, it wasn't really for birth. And we had midwives, we had doulas, we had, you know, people who would catch babies, you know, but when you start getting into the business of healthcare and, and how much money you can bring in, you know, from having a child at a hospital, then, then, dynamics start to change right so when we in the film they really do an excellent job of you know putting it in our face and letting know what letting people know what the numbers are but when it comes down to it black and brown women have these c-sections you know at a rapid rate and the the thing about is is how it's incentivized for the hospitals to do so you know so it's about um 45 minutes it's scheduled and they get it between Twenty-five to thirty-five thousand dollars to do it, as opposed to having a, a a natural delivery, which can take up to eight to twelve hours, and it's a uh, roughly about fifteen thousand dollars to have a child, you know, vaginally. So, you know, when it comes down to it, I don't know if necessary doctors and nurses come in to play like, yo, we're just going to do the C-section. But if a family comes into to um, the hospital and they're not dilating it enough, it's a, just kind of an automatic thing. Let's give it this epidural, which they have to charge for. Let's yeah. make sure that um, we get this baby out in 45 minutes. And then most of the times after that, they, these babies go into NICU. And that's a whole nother other animal that we're talking about at that point. Um, when we talk about NICU, if you're in the hospital, excuse me, if your child's in the NICU for about, I think a week it is, you get a million dollars pretty much. It's like $45,000 a day or some, something ridiculous like that. So again, a lot of incentives for for hospitals to um, push cesarean sections and, and and get these women, you know, in and out, as opposed to really providing the proper health care that they need to be to be given out our our black, brown, and, and indigenous women. Yeah, if I can add on to that, um, yeah, and and on top of that, over sixty percent of the women that are receiving the C sections shouldn't even really be setting up, shouldn't really be receiving C sections. Mm-hmm. So that's more than half of the women that we're talking about, especially here in New York City, um, and it's essentially setting up larger incentives for the hospitals. 
um, as Omar said, once, you know, it becomes an issue, those, those prices go up and, um, you know, there's that whole thing. And then you also have to worry about what the ripple effect after also, because when you're left in this situation, um, you know, there's not really a system that's there to help you. Um, you find that the system is more trying to work against you rather than help you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, instead of giving you the proper care or evaluations, they already want to throw drugs in your face, like Xanax and other stronger antidepressants. And how are you supposed to take care of your newborn child if you're doped up on drugs and you're left incompetent to take care of your child? And this is a repetitive cycle that we see in our black and brown communities. Um, and, you know, the hospitals that are receiving the defunding or being defunded are essentially happening in our black and brown lower income communities um, where we are seeing the high the higher rates of the c-sections um, and then of course if you're you know in a situation like mine um, you're you're also left fighting for your child fighting for your rights of your child um, and in order to proceed let's say in order to proceed with uh, a legal lawsuit you have to go through surrogates court, you have to go through family court, and then you have to worry about people that are trying to prolong these court dates and push you outside of the legal boundaries um, because you do have about a two, two and a half year window to proceed legal boundaries or to proceed legal action. And, um, you know, uh, my son turned two in April and I received rights to him. I got my name on the birth certificate two and a half years later after, you know, I didn't have the rights to my son right away. Um, And this is also a repetitive cycle that we see with black and brown fathers. I speak to black and brown fathers all the time and they're, they're telling me this same issue Mm -hmm. and they're pushed out, pushed outside of their legal boundaries and, you know, they're, they're left stuck or, you know, not knowing what to do. And during this time, you are also not receiving any type of care for your child. You're not receiving child tax care credit. You're not receiving any type of benefits, any social security during that time. Um, so it's really putting a lot on uh, on widowed fathers um, who are who are going through this um, because you know it's 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 happening to the women, um, but it's also happening to the whole family. There's a ripple effect going through the whole family, and um, you know, and it's it's clearly a system um, because it's it's in many different areas that you pinpoint. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. People don't always realize just how much their negative thoughts and experiences stick with them and weigh them down. You may find your brain constantly running through a highlight reel of bad moments. That comment your friend made last week that hurt your feelings. That frustrating thing your mom does. Or that silly thing you said in a meeting. Maybe it's time to get it all off your chest. Whether it's a tiny annoyance or something much bigger. Talking about it can give you some relief and lead you to a potential solution. That's where therapy comes in. It's a safe space to share whatever's weighing you down and learn to process it so your internal highlight reel can focus on the good stuff. And BetterHelp offers affordable online therapy on a schedule that works for you. Connect with a licensed therapist by text, phone, or video call. Start the process in minutes and switch therapist anytime. Let it out with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash B-I-N today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash B-I-N. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. 
There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values, premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary in your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. We are here today with fathers and activists Bruce McIntyre and Omari Maynard discussing the U.S. epidemic of maternal mortality in the Black community and their newly released Hulu original documentary, Aftershock. Speaking as two men who lost your partner to this process, actually, you know what? Your co-director of Aftershock, uh, Tanya Lewis, she explained on Good Morning America that uh, many of these postpartum deaths of black women, uh, she said as many as 60% are preventable. So when you hear something like that, as a person who lost your partner, um, how does that make you feel knowing that the majority of these are preventable? It's very infuriating, especially when you start speaking to people after the fact of what could have been done, yeah, I'm sure. but these options were never presented to you. And a lot of these times they could have been been caught early, but of course, you know, they're not listening to black, brown and indigenous women. And I mean, for, for me, and this is what I find is so crazy. So when you hear stories of like Shamani Gibson and like Dr. Shalon Irvin, you know, and other women, these are women who have countless times explained what the signs that they were feeling countless times have told the hospitals like, yo, I'm having shortness of breath. I'm dizzy. I'm feeling nauseous. I'm having trouble talking. I'm having trouble walking. Like, and you know, for like what Bruce said, a lot of these, um, 
sim or a lot of these um, signs or symptoms, they're, they're completely preventable, you know? So if like they just catch it early enough and, and listen, then, you know, either one of us wouldn't be sitting here today. But, you know, the fact of the matter is, is that um, when we're not heard, you know, and when women feel like they're, they, when other people feel like they have the authority of over a woman's body, to not necessarily listen to what they have to say because they have know what the prescribed is or what, you know, whatever um, other agenda that they may have, like it, it, it falls on us, you know? And if, when I say us, I mean the black and brown community. Um, a woman doesn't have to, to pass away in order to be heard. It's crazy. So let's shift gears here a bit and let's look at some of the positive things that are happening. Um, Obviously, the film Aftershock is bringing awareness to it. What are some things that you are aware of, in addition to, you know, your efforts in bringing exposure to this, um, that are being implemented to kind of address the maternal health crisis for Black women? Well, I mean, for, for us, you know, as soon as our partners passed away, we decided to take action because, you know, there were obvious um potholes that you know we had to navigate through through our time of losing our partner that we felt that there was a need to be filled and right. you know when the, the you know you know the saying is like when you see something wrong you know you didn't want to have to do something about excuse me about it you know so that's what we decided to do mm -hmm. like for for me you know when shimani was was here we had um our business together and we we had a business called Art for Living, where we, you know, service the community through art. But it was always about the community and creating dialogue, creating opportunities for people to 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 commune and be together. And you know, I I when she passed away, I never wanted that to stop. One, creating the art, you know, um, and then two, creating the community and building the com community. So, so, you know, those are those are the things that we you know we just made sure that we did from our end. And that's why we created our foundation. Um, so our, our foundation is called the ARIA Foundation, and it stands for the Advancement of Reproductive Innovation Through Artistry and Healing. You know, so we use certain different types of platforms like art, like psychodrama, dialogue, dance, in order to have dialogue and create conversation around maternal mortality. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been amazing. It's allowed us to be in spaces and places like this and to really touch and, and and have real conversations and build real relationships with not just fathers around around the world, but with you know with families. Yeah, and uh, I for myself, you know, I truly don't believe in um, believing in a system that's not working for us or was never really necessarily designed to work for us. And you know, that's when you decide that you you know you should start building for yourself and building for you know your community and getting your community really engaged with the movement and what you have going on um you know and really creating these these new systems that work better for the community so really it's about coming together and you know collaborative efforts um you know having allies and um you know really just just creating um i think that's something that me and you know omari were really forced to do we were have we had to create from the ground up um because we knew that we were facing a real you know epidemic we this is a real issue 
Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, during that time, after Amber passed away, I partnered with uh, Miss Nubia Martin, who was also featured in a film, Birth from the Earth. And we created the Ambrose Isaac Access to Home Scholarship Program. And what that does is it offsets the cost of insurance. And whatever insurance is unable to cover, this program covers that. And this is essentially designed to help women who are on government-assisted insurance, like Medicaid and, you know, things of that nature. And um, these are mainly the women that are that are in our communities because, um, you know, the lack of access to health care for us. And, um, you know, since May of 2020, we've been able to help over 60 families because we truly do believe in that model of care where you're throughout postpartum period. That way we are, you know, swerving and preserving mental health um, within our communities. And, um, you know, like I, like I mentioned earlier, we're working on the birth center. We got our um, bill passed back in December last year to, um, to operate a freestanding midwifery led birthing center, um, which is designed to also be ran by midwives and, um, you know, with help of physicians that uh, we believe are fit or, um, you know, are in align with our same visions. And, um, you know, so that's going to that's a process, of course, um, because New York State has their own special rules and regulations. They don't meet um, national accreditation and um, you have to jump through a bunch of hoops. And um, in the meantime, we have the, the womb bus, which is a big pink uh, sprinter van which goes around the uh, it goes around the underserved areas of the Bronx. We're educating people around the Bronx, offering access to midwives, access to doulas, um, access to education, health and wellness programs. Um, And, you know, this is all free to the communities. We're looking to expand in Harlem soon in the upper Manhattan areas and, um, you know, hopefully out to Brooklyn as well. yeah, but yeah, you know, these are things that we have to do. We have to come up with these innovative ideas um, to to really keep our our community, our people alive. We have to look out for one another. Definitely, and I, I like I I know for sure for a fact that the womb bus is going to be, you know, not just in in the five boroughs, but throughout the tri state and eventually the nation. Um, and it just makes sense because it, you know, it allows for a way to kind of circumvent all the you know the the loopholes bruce has to jump through in order to get these birth centers going which will also happen but you know and, and again you know like he said you know it just it takes creativity um it takes creativity when you're not necessarily provided the the pathways or given the tools even to do it we just got to figure out how to you know swerve around that and still make it happen for for our people um, and I think that's the dope thing, you know, and the, and the reason why, um, you know, I love this guy, man. And like our, our relationships work is because of the fact that we are both striving to do the same thing, but we're just doing it in such of a, such a different way. Our approaches are different. So having the scholarship program, right. Doing the womb bus, pushing for legislation, like all that stuff needs to happen. And Bruce is doing that, you know, but like for me, from my side, what I like to do is our foundations we create, right? So um, I create paintings from my inner honor series that I give to families um, who have, for women who've passed away due to maternal mortality. And um, it's my way to be able to create a relationship with the father, something that they can keep in the house, you know, something that they have to honor their, their partner, but also really 
ultimately to really build and solidify a bond that that ties us together and the through line is the fact that our partners are doing their thing on the spiritual side while we're doing our thing on this physical side you know so that's one thing and also what we're also working on is a children's book you know to speak about how you know what the processes of losing somebody the fact that they are still here even though they might not be here physically they're here spiritually guiding us in the steps that in a way in which that is real and then also is aligned with all of what we're doing right so i know like when i was painting the picture of, of amber like i could honestly tell you like it, it was a different emotional feeling that i had as opposed to painting a picture for um of mesh of mesh dicky or shamani gibson or maria corona you know and it's it's so it's so interesting because again you know, understanding that, you know, we are all here fighting, it's pretty much fighting this war together, right? Spiritually and physically, and, and it's happening, and it's happening through through us, you know? So, you know, I'm just so honored, you know, just so honored to be kind of in this space and, and be doing this because, you know, it, it's important for men specifically to have not just the purpose, but also a calling to to do the things that they love and at the same time excuse me, at the same time, support their communities. Um, but what we're also working on too is a men's group. And, that's and, right. and that's the heaviest thing right now is making sure that men understand that we, they have support. Like mm -hmm. for me, I was able to, after Shimani passed, you know, thankfully I was able to take months off because of the fact that I had the support of my community and the help of my family, you know, but other men, they don't necessarily have that, you know, have that, um, available to them so being able to provide a men's group where they can have a therapist they can have a grief counselor they have other men who've been going through the same thing to help and support and god figure out ways to move the dark this you know negative energy and reconfigure it to keep them to keep them moving into whatever path that they need to after life after losing their partner is, is super important you know and these are the things that we're you know we're doing as a collective as a group and it's the only way it works is if we do it together mm -hmm. This concludes part one of our two-part series discussing the film Aftershock and the film stars, activists Bruce McIntyre and Omari Maynard. Be sure to check back in tomorrow as we resume this important discussion right here on the Black Information Network. I'm your host, Ramses Ja. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.
way. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity, designed for women's unique retirement needs, with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash ParityFlex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.